Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah be to the name of the Lord. This is Wellspring of Hope Weekly Bible Study. I'm your regular host, Mike Oluwatobi, the writer of your favorite daily devotion, Wellspring of Hope. And today, we shall be looking into God's Word today that brings us to the full experience of our Christian life. And I pray that as you hear the word of God this morning, the spirit of the word will enter into you and make you what it talks about in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we want to thank you this morning for bringing us together again even to hear your word. Say, blessed are your eyes that see these things and your ears that hear these things. For many great men and many professors, many understand the rich men, what they hear, they could not. But you have been granted the opportunity to hear. He said, it is you, it is you that is given to understand and to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you for choosing us to come into the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom. Lord, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. This morning, let there be revelation in the name of Jesus. In the life and the years of every era, let there be revelation in the name of Jesus. Let your light shine in the name of Jesus. And let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In the past three weeks, we started a series still painting the picture of who a Christian is. And a lot of times, because Christianity has been in the world for a long time, and over the years, as events began to change and things began to change from one generation to the other, um, a lot of things have been lost along the way. And um, the new generation of people seems not to know what Christianity is all about. And like we have rightly said, many conclude Christianity to be a religion. And because we have signed several forms you now listing Christianity as one of the religions of the world, we think it's just a mere religion. And as a result, the impact of the purpose of Christ have not been felt in many places in the world where the power of God had moved many years ago. Now we now have pagans and atheists rising because the present day Christians have not come to realize who they are. We now have Christians acting like an underdog. Christian hiding in corners. Christian looking at the situation around their lives, around their country, and they feel they have nothing to do with it. And there's nothing they can do to change it. Whereas the Bible called us, Jesus himself called us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, said, We are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world. Which means the survival of the world depends on a Christian man. 
But until a Christian man come to know who he, he, he is in the real picture of the scriptures, he cannot function in the place where God have ordained him to function. And that's why we have been trying to paint this picture in the last three weeks. Now we started by telling us that our object of Christianity is Christ. That's the one whose image we are to conform to. He did not just come to heal the sick. He came to reveal to us who we are. He did not just come to die on the cross for our sin. He came to reveal to us who we are. He said, He that have seen me, I've seen the Father. And the desire for us, who are his disciples, is that whosoever have seen us must say, Yes, I have seen Christ. But is that the story about you today? Can someone say that I met this man, I met this woman who is like Christ that we had the story about? And so that's why we are painting that picture. Until we come to that place, um, we may be missing out in a lot of things. And then, what are we going to answer the Father when we shall meet him, when he shall return? Something Christianity is about uh, giving your life to Christ and expect to go to heaven. No, if that is all about it, you will have died the day you gave your life to Christ. The aim of God is to raise sons. Sons that we have dominion, not sons that we chicken out of the world and run to heaven. I pray the Lord will give us understanding in the name of Jesus. So the first week we spoke about Christ as our object or the image and the likeness of who we must conform to. Then we spoke about the cross. The cross, he said the disciples that will follow him must bear their cross daily and follow him. And we are trying to explain the purpose of that death. Last week we spoke about the purpose of the death. We started talking about it. And today we'll be going further, still discussing the purpose of the death. If he told us to carry our cross daily, or he told us to carry that cross, uh, there is something that is trying to pass across to us. He's giving us uh, a message. And I explained to us that he was spoken to those disciples at that time because they were under the law of Moses and because he himself had not died he was giving them a clue onto the process by which they will be transformed and conformed to the image and the likeness of God that he had ordained them to live in so he was introducing them to the principle of the cross and so if they how to bear the cross, then we also must understand this principle also. So, we'll be looking at a scripture, and I'm going to be reading a scripture to us again today, still talking about the cross. I pray the Lord will help us to cover enough ground before the time um, is up. Now, I want you to open to your, your Bible to Romans chapter 5, verse from verse 12. I'll be reading Romans chapter 5 from verse 12 to 21. Now, what did he say? Romans chapter 5 from verse 12 to 21. He said, Wherefore, as by one man sin enter into the world, and death by sin, and so death pass upon all men, 
for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there was there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace which is by one man Jesus Christ and abound unto many, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's obedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered the Lord entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abound, grace abound, grace did much more abound. That as sin had reigned in death unto death, even so might grace reign unto righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, you may wonder why we are we talking about sin and um, death. It was, you remember that the first, why we found ourselves in a situation where we needed that sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ was because of the sin of Adam on the cross of Calvary. He, uh, the sin of Adam in the beginning, sorry. When he sinned against God and that day that he sinned, just as God said, that the day you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that day you will die. And I explained to us the meaning of the, the reason for that. Now, and I explained the meaning of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in clear times, if you want to understand it, please, you can go back to the podcast of last week. You will understand it better. So, man actually died. And it was anti, it was a falling short of the glory of God. Now what we talk about in Romans chapter 3 verse 20, 25 where we say all have sinned and, and verse 23 that all have sinned and fall, and fall short of the glory of God. What we are talking about is that man falls short of the standard for which he was made. He went below standard. He could not pass the quality control test. Because sin came, impurity came into his life. And so, he, he became less than the quality for which he was made. You know, if you buy a material in the market, you, know, you could have the same material, one is fake and one is original. And what you will notice about the, the original one is that it lasts longer. That's one of the things you know. It's durable and then it stays with you for a long time. It serves the purpose. 
compared to buying the fake. The fake may look like the same in the look, but their efficiency will not be the same. So, man became low in his efficiency. You know, these are the aspects that many could not grab. When we kept saying that we are gods, it's not a, it's not a Christian um, um, rhetorics or Christian um, cliche. We are not just trying to make mouth or trying to create a language just to make ourselves big. Neither is this just a statement or ordinary statement. It is exactly so. God made us in his image and after his likeness, which makes us gods to function like him. That was why when he created the whole world, he placed us in dominion over them. That was the reason why he did that. He knew what he created. He created a God in his image, in his likeness, to be able to do what he can do. A God through whom he could function in his, in, in his capacity. That man should be able to function in his capacity. That was why he created it. In his likeness and his image. But when sin came, he became substandard. He went below quality. And because he went below quality, he could not function as he ought to function. Sin destroyed his life. Sin made him to not to function in the way that he should function. So now sin was in the world since Adam sin. <coughs> sin was in the world, but the law exposed sin. Now, what we, from the scripture that we read there, you know, Paul was writing majorly to the Jews and also to the Gentiles, and he was trying to explain the truth to them. The law was to make the world guilty. But the law was not given to the whole world. The law was given to the only the children of Israel as a means. And, I, and that's the part of the scripture I'm going to explain to us. You hear from that scripture in verse um, verse, uh, verse 14. <coughs> Sorry. Verse 14. It said, Nevertheless, Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not seen after the similitude of transgression of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Why did he say death reigned from Adam to Moses? He said that because the moment Adam fell, God, every man was under the curse of death. As righteous as what that means is that as righteous as Abraham was, he was under that guilt of death. As righteous as uh, Noah was, he was under the same guilt. He was under the same yoke, the same punishment of death, the same sentence of death. But when he said to Moses, he was talking about the law. The law was giving to liberate men. The law, read back in Romans chapter, chapter 2, he was speaking about the law being able to give them life. Moses told the, 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 the children of Israel, he said, 
keep these laws of God for it is thy life. In the book of Deuteronomy, it was the law was actually their life. But because they could not fulfill the dictate of the law, life could not be imputed upon them. So death continued to reign all through men. So when he said death reigned from Adam to Moses, he was talking about you know the law of Moses coming to be the instrument to deliver them from that death. But because they could not keep the law, they could not be delivered from the power of death or the sentence of death. That was what that means. So, but law, the 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 the, the scripture was very clear when he said sin was in the world. Whether you have the law, you know, some people read this scripture and say the Bible, the Bible says where there is no law, there is no sin. And so, since we didn't have the law, so God cannot count sin upon us. No, 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 no. Sin was in the world and its consequence had continued from all from one man to the other. Whether Moses, uh, Abraham, um, Daniel, uh, David, even those righteous men that we consider in the scripture, the consequence of the sin of Adam was upon all men. And the ultimate sacrifice to bring that to an end is the sacrifice of the sinless blood of Jesus Christ. What the blood of lamb could not do, our Lord Jesus Christ came to carry it out. That was what happened. So, what does this sacrifice mean to us? You know, that's one aspect of the question we will begin to answer. What does it mean to us? You know, again, I want to emphasize that sin is the sickness of the spirit. You can understand what I'm saying now? Sin is the sickness of the spirit. You know, when somebody is sick, for example, uh, and uh, the first thing you notice is that you begin to develop some symptoms. Now, what we challenge all around as uh, sin are symptoms of a, a, a major trouble. I said last week to us that it is not sin that makes one a sinner. It is the sin. It is a sinner that commits sin. When, I, when we say somebody is a sinner, what we are saying is that he has the nature of sin. Why could why did, did why why was it impossible for the children of Israel to keep the law? Because the nature of sin in them contradicts the nature of the of God which was given to them in the law. So sin is a nature. When you see a man that you call a sinner, he has the innate, innate nature of sin in him. And because he has that nature of sin in him, he can, the Bible told us clearly in Romans chapter 8 that such a man cannot obey God. Can we open to it Romans chapter 8? Romans chapter 8. He said the flesh. Verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, 
the things of the spirit. Verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, and for to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so, he said, verse 9 says, verse 8 says, So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, let me read that verse 7 of that same chapter. Romans chapter 8 verse 7. He said, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. A man that has the nature of sin in him cannot obey the law of God. So, you know, it is easy to challenge somebody and say, oh, he committed fornication, he committed adultery. We, you know, there is a statement in, um, in our local dialect that says, oh, it, that tells a, 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 a lame man that, oh, the way you are carrying your load, the load is bending. And they would have asked him and said, look, you are looking at the load up. You are not looking at the leg that this man is lame. The sin that we see people committed is actually bound to a particular nature. There is a nature of sin in man. The moment Adam ate that fruit, a new nature was born in his spirit. And now, let me tell you the truth. Sin is spiritual. Sin is a spirit. is a damage in the spirit of man. That's what I'm saying. Sin is a damage because man is spirit. When we talk about being born again, that's where a lot of people get confused. Man is spirit. Anything that happens to a man happens first in his spirit man. It happens to his spirit. Or can I clearly say that man is spirit and whatsoever happened to him happened to him at that time. What you see physically and you condemn is what happened to him in the spirit. And that's why to be born again also is a spiritual process. Man, I see many go out and preach and say, fornicator, you will go to hell. Adulterer, you will go to hell. Yes. But it is not the adultery that will make them go to hell. What will make them go to hell is the sin nature that have not been dealt with. And that is the reason why the Son of God came. He came to deal with the sin nature. You know, you remember Jesus said something? He said, make the tree good and the fruit shall be good. That's what the scripture says in the book of Matthew. He said, how can you, how can you who are, who are far away from God, who do not have the light of God in you, how can you speak good things? Say, make the tree good and the fruit shall be good. That was, that was Jesus telling us that what makes a man a sinner is not what he did. It's not what he did. What makes a man a sinner is the nature of sin that is in him. That nature that he inherited from Adam. And it is that nature that makes him to become what he became. It is that nature that makes him to walk in the way that he's walking. Hear what he said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 17. He said, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, 
but a corrupting bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So, that's God's way. The problem of sin is has nothing to do with what the man did. You call him a sinner because you now you saw the symptoms of sin in him. But why he did what he did is because he is a sinner. He is holding on to the nature of sin. And until you are free from that nature, you will keep committing sin. You may be a pastor. You may be able to teach the word of God as, I, as I'm doing right now. You may be able to do miracle signs and wonders. If you have the nature of sin in your life, if the nature of sin have not yet been crucified with Christ, you will commit sin again and again. No, ma- no manner of discipline will keep you from lying. I know this is one of the things that is common with many Christians. Christians tell lies a lot. A lot. Christians tell lies a lot. They have forgotten what the Bible said about the one who lied. The Bible clearly told us that devil is a liar, is a liar and a father of lies. And he told us that a liar will end up where the devil ends. Sir Amar, you are listening to me right now. You are bound by the chain of life. Your discipline of I won't tell lie today won't help you. You need to deal with the nature. You may have been in the church for many years, but you need to deal with the nature until the nature of sin is destroyed on the cross. You can never be free from sin. Because sin has its root in a man's spirit. And that was why Jesus came. That was the reason for the cross. What did he nail at the cross? He nailed that nature at the cross. So you are hearing me, you don't know what happened? That is exactly what happened. Your sin nature was crucified with him. That was why that chapter 5, that, that Romans chapter 5, when we start reading, he said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, in chapter 6, he was saying, Know you not that our old man, Romans chapter 6, verse 6, said, Know ye not, know this, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. That old man is talking about, he's talking about the same nature. That same nature that we inherit from the old Adam. That was what was nailed to the cross. And you have to come to the consciousness of that fact that your old man has been nailed to the cross. So when the thought and the drive to commit sin comes to you, you rebel, you, you come to that consciousness and know, I have been crucified with Christ. I can't do that anymore. That is the reason why the, the, the cross was there. The cross is the place where the old man was nailed. And it's something you have to be conscious of all the days of your life. That is when you can boldly say, how can I? Who has been crucified with Christ? Because that was the exact 
approach. Apostle Paul gave it by the Spirit of God. When he was reading in, in Romans chapter, chapter 6, he said, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Pastor said, God forbid, how can we? You know, this is the consciousness you have to come into. He said, How can we? You should be able to say, How can I? That was dead to say you have to act, you know, you have to come. That is where you become partaker of that death. You have to acquaint yourself with it. That how can I, a homie that have been crucified, is that a homie that have died? You have to I take it to account that you have died on that cross. If you believe in the Lord Jesus, that is what it means. It means that you bore your cross and you are you have been crucified with him. On the cross of Calvary, and you have died. Your old man is dead. Your sin nature is dead. You have to walk by faith in this kingdom. You don't achieve anything outside faith. It has to be by faith. And we have explained what faith is. Faith is admitting the truth of the word of God as the truth. It's the substance of things of for the evidence of things not say. You have to hold on to that evidence. It's the title deed. What did the word of God say? The word of God say you have been crucified with Christ. Then what your response should be is that yes, I've been crucified with Christ. My nature of sin has been crucified with Christ. I cannot live or commit sin anymore. I will have to stop here this hour. But I want to introduce to you, if you are hearing me and you are not yet born again, you cannot have this experience. It is time to give your life to Christ and respond to the gospel. If you have given your life to Christ, this is the moment to take account of your life and stay on the word of God. I want to close here this morning and I want to pray for you that the grace of God that abounds all through generation, that makes you want to live in the reality of what Jesus has accomplished, the Lord release upon you in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Till I come your way next week, be blessed. Walk in righteousness in Jesus' name. Amen.